letting go of things is a huge part of life. Just like we work to gain things, sometimes we have to like work to let things go. What is something that you have learned to let go of? Uh, uh, probably what we were talking about earlier, control, like controlling things. Because mm -hmm. um, it's not a thing, of course, but just for me, a lot of it will go back to the idea of, like we were talking about earlier, me being having my hand in everything so that it can't go awry. Um, but I've learned to just sort of let people do what they're going to do and let it be let it's, what it's, whatever it's going to be. As far as like material possessions, I guess one thing that I let go of or that I'm letting go of is the puzzle that I talked about last week that I accidentally murdered when I tried to um, glue it together. Yes. Um, so I've been trying to restart the puzzle for two weeks now or a week. Yeah, just a week since it was murdered by me. Um, and I'm real, I realized last night, like, okay, okay I'm not going to get the motivation to finish this puzzle at this point in time because it's going to feel like Groundhog's Day. So I'm just going to push it to the side and move on to the next one. So letting go of that, I think. I haven't actually moved it to the side yet. It's actually sitting right next to me waiting to be completed. Because we didn't talk about it um, on the show. On the show, right. Are you comfortable with talking about it? Yeah, now? absolutely. Okay. It's actually a funny story for sadistic people. Um, so I had <laughs> around two years ago, maybe two Christmases ago, I received a puzzle. I was like, oh, it's a great looking puzzle. Leah, I'll send you a picture of the puzzle so you can show it to the people so they can see how complex it is. One of the challenging aspects of the puzzle is that the ocean is like one color and the sky is one color. And then there's a bunch of buildings that are singular, different colors, but they're just like straight up and down. The same thing. It's a thousand piece puzzle. I started it two years ago, shoved it under my bed and it sat there for, for a year and a half or two years. And then I pulled it out. I was like, I'm going to finish it. So I finished the edges, finished everything, worked on it off and on for about eh, four or five weeks. The day of my brother's surprise wedding. Um... <laughs> Not the brother that, you, that I talk about regularly, my older brother. The day of his wedding, I finished the puzzle because I was stressed out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to finish this puzzle. It's going knock, to knock through it. And it's leading up. Oh, it's 4.30. we got to leave in five minutes. Oh, wait, I have one more piece to put down. I couldn't find the piece. I found the piece at the foot of my bed. I put the piece in. I take pictures of the thousand-piece puzzle that I've been working on, that I've been telling my family about. Since to my aunt, who's a puzzle freak. Since to my mom, my brother's. Everybody's into it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to frame it. Yeah, yeah, get some glue. No, I'm going to get these sheets instead. That's where things took a turn. In order to put the sheets on the back of the puzzle, mm -hmm. you have to flip the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And so I put the puzzle in between two pieces of cardboard, and I'm like, oh, good. You're doing great, Jason. I pick it up. Things get floppy. And... <laughs> Flip the puzzle, and I just go, oh, no. And my brother is in the living room. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> he just yelled out. <laughs> and I just stood up. The puzzle had literally folded in half. The bottom half was probably okay. 
And then there were pieces that were folded over that, that were put together, but I couldn't see what they were because they were flipped over. And the back of the puzzle looks the same all the, all the time, right? So I go into the kitchen. I just open the cabinet. We don't have any snacks. I just look in the, the snack cabinet, and I just look in there. I don't know what I was looking for. So I go back in my room. I try to flip the puzzle over. I'm like, I can salvage this. And as I'm trying to flip it over, pieces are falling apart in my hands. It's very, like, it's a metaphor for something. And I just said, whatever, I'm not doing this. And I just picked the pieces up by the clumps and just put it back in the box. I'm like, I'll do it later. I don't care about this. And so the puzzle sat for like four or five days. And then I was like, okay, I can restart it. At first I was like, oh, my kids, um, my eventual kids, my future kids, I'll just leave the puzzle for them to complete and do it as like a TikTok video where they're like, oh, this is the puzzle that ruined my father's life. Cause I'm me, I'm, I'm just going hard drugs. I'm going in. This has ruined my life. Take my degrees. I don't need this job. Put me on the streets. I don't care. This is my ruin. But I don't like to lose. So I'm going to finish the puzzle eventually. I'm not going to leave it for my kids. I'm not going to have that for them to lord over me. I'm going to finish it. And I'm going to tell them the story of how I persevered and how I had grit and I stuck with it, and I saw it through to the end. I don't know when I'm going to finish that puzzle, but it's going to happen. I believe in you. Thank you, because somebody has to. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm sort of I'm letting go of the idea that I have to finish the puzzle this summer. Is what. I say all that for because <laughs> at first I was like, oh, okay, before I even work on my, like my Lego sets that I got from Disneyland and stuff. Yes. I love Legos. But before I work on another puzzle that I have, I have to finish this one because this was the first one that I messed up. No, I don't have to do that. I don't have to go in order. There's, there's no one holding a gun to my head, threatening me to finish. Oh gosh. This, this is so violent. The, the San Francisco. <laughs> I know I said I murdered the puzzle and then I was like, gun to my head. Oh, it's so violent. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know why. I think it's because it's hot in here. Oh gosh! It's a, well, thank you all opener. for. Uh, yes, I that that is an opener. Um, I'm so sorry. I was gonna, you know, these transitions are just getting more abrupt. Um, not even, not even real transitioning that anymore. Are you well rested today? I am more rested than I was last well, week. Yes. Yeah, relatively well rested. I should. Um, well rested. Yes. I should fix that. Okay, so we're not gonna have anything where it's like you drop bombs on me and then it's like, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> no reason. I'll be fine. This this I'm I'm good. I'm good. But um yes. Welcome everybody to another episode of Take of Six Podcast. And if if this is your first time, you know, hey, thank you for tuning in. This is our one hundredth episode. Yay! What? Is she tired? She's doing sound effects. What's going on here? <laughs> I I let me tell you how unprepared I was for a hundred episodes. We talked about it multiple times. Um, and even though I knew it was coming up, it still snuck up on me. Yeah. Like I watched it. I watched it peeking through the blinds with your eyes in the bushes yep. coming to the door, ringing the doorbell. 
And I was still surprised when I opened the door and it was episode 100. It called and sent you the itinerary that it had planned before. It did. And you still didn't make the bed up for it. I, I, no snacks, no towels, no, snacks, no, no toiletries, toiletries, no, toiletries. Um, no nothing. No um, nothing. But it's here. And just a little bag of Cheetos. Just one of those little fun size. Not, e- not even that. Like it's not just even the Cheetos. No, I have hot pockets, but they're frozen. So, and you yeah. don't want to use the microwave because you didn't prepare the microwave. I don't know what that involves, but hey, I have an electric tea kettle. Maybe we can sit and have tea. But you don't have the tea that he drinks. Oh, poor one hundredth episode. I know. But it's still going to be a good one. Yeah. It's, it's still going to be a good one. You're here, Jason. Me? Yes, you are. What? Yes, my co-star. What is here, really? Here, there, what and everywhere. Oh, okay, there we go, yeah. Yes. Omnipresence. Um, yeah, I mean, virtually speaking. You know, virtually once speaking. I figure out how to hack the system and I can disseminate my image everywhere, I will be everywhere. But first, oh. I have to hack the systems. The systems. Oh, Skynet? Maybe. No, Skynet is too, um, Skynet is hostile. I couldn't work with Skynet. Skynet reminds me of how, (coughs) excuse me, before I go on a Google tirade. Skynet (laughs) reminds me of what Google (laughs) is doing in the shadows. It's like everything that Google does has an undercurrent of, um, like, Oh, this is making your life so convenient. But what's your blood type? <laughs> right. Because you're also like we're giving this you this information for free in exchange for access to your everything. Yes. So as a thank you, let you us like tell you how to get to your destination. Yeah. Why are you as going a to thank that grocery you, store? We give us bought, this right. We noticed you bought Tylenol. You feeling sick? You good? You want to get back this home? is the third time you bought Tylenol this month. Do you keep losing them or are you taking these regular? Do you have a problem? Do you have a Tylenol problem? How's your stomach feeling if you're taking that much Tylenol? Mm. I don't know why, like Google specifically, Amazon to a certain extent, but I think that Amazon has done a good job of like hiding. In hiding the a lot of what they do? Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've, I've kind of forgotten that they are evil. Um, to a certain extent. To a certain I think extent. it's because I'm here in Seattle. I hear about it so often. Yeah. Um, but, like, compared to, like, Apple, not to, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, wow, Apple is my favorite corporation. But at least Apple, like, they do a better job of um, making you feel comfortable giving you some of that information. <laughs> right. Because right? you can ask the app not to track. Like, hey. But also. Do you mind not following me around the block? <laughs> iPhone and it would say uh, when I got into the car you typically go here do you need directions to this place and I'm yeah, like turn that off first I don't of need all, them I don't need them learn about me like today they had their event all. and then they announced all this stuff about um oh different ways that you can integrate Siri and how you can have continuity between different devices and stuff I'm like no I need this device to, to do this separately mm-hmm. this one to do this separately and if I want to get the information from my phone to my computer I will plug it in 
And yes, I'm old. I realize this makes me sound very old. I was going to say, wait a minute. Why do you have an Apple if you do not want your devices to talk to each other? I'll do AirDrop. I'll do the screen share or the screen, um, the, um, what is it called? The using like an external monitor. Yeah, mirroring type thing. Mm -hmm. But I realize older people may have felt this way about cordless phones when they came out. Where it's like, no, I want the cord so I can know the information is going there. I need to follow the cord to the phone because yes. I need to know where the phone is at yes. all times. I can see this microphone plugged into my computer. And so I know that my voice vibrations are going to this little part there and they're traveling through that cord. I, I still feel as if yeah, you're right. Skynet is inevitable. It um, is. And it doesn't matter how much we try to reprogram it to not take take us over. I feel like Ultron is inevitable. Um, Remember in the, I think it was the last Terminator movie. Not the last one, the one before the last one. Um, Genesis. Salvation? Genesis. Uh, Genesis. Yeah. yeah. Remember Genesis was literally just Skynet renamed. So, yes, because they it was it, that was the girl, right? Yeah. No, it was the one where um, John Connor. If you if you haven't seen the movie, tune out. Don't listen to me. He's the he's the he's John older. Connor, yeah, and he's the Terminator. Like he's the yes, evil. yeah, yes, yes. Because um, he was flipped in some way, and I was just like, can you? Yeah, can, can we stop? The time and then time. it was like whenever they tried to like do no. exposition. Those files are those files have been classified. Those files have been classified. Yeah, because it it was the girl. It From wasn't. Thrones, it wasn't right? the. I don't know who she is. The young Sarah Connor, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, Daenerys from um, Game of Thrones. She was the Sarah Connor. So was she like blonde in Game of Thrones? Yeah. And she had the only reason why I know is because there's a video that says shows RNA DNA because one braid was double strand and one was single strand. And I, I mean, one her hair twirled differently. That's the only time I saw a meme, and that's the only reason why I know who that is. Oh, okay, that's crazy. Yes, never seen Game of Thrones. If I you want you to not, it. I want you not to hit me with that's crazy. I really want. That's crazy. Me with well, that's such a <laughs> such a strange thing. To remember, but it's like okay, yeah. If you if you don't follow this actress, I don't follow this actress. If you don't know of this actress's work, then it makes sense yeah. that like the only thing would be like, oh, okay, something's wrong with her braid. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, it's like you said, Skynet, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't know if I'm prepared for it, but How I think that I think we I think we have two generations left until that happens. I mean, we've made a lot of strides towards um, it, or what? <laughs> Towards it, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't think there's enough people with tinfoil hats on that question whether or not we should, instead of asking if we could, um, because mm -hmm. the question is always, can we? Can we go further? Can we do this? Can we do that? This is a um, Jurassic Park moment. Yeah. <laughs> we spent so much time saying, "Can we?" No one ever asked, "Should we?" Should we? Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel like it's inevitable. Um, just like, and we see it with the algorithms all the time, whether you're on TikTok, Twitter, mm -hmm. Instagram, it's all, it's all about engagement. It's all about uh, making sure that we stay engaged as the product so they can learn as much about us as possible. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that that part of it is, 
it's not, I don't think it's something to fear more or less. I think it's just something, and I, but I don't think it's necessarily something to embrace because we should right. do it responsibly. Um, but I feel like whatever we do, we should try to do it to our benefit. I don't, I don't like being in a situation where I'm like living scared. Right. So I'm not going to say, Oh, you know, be fearful and make sure that you have like a fake profile and do this and do that. And, all these mm-hmm. other things because um, there are definite trolls out there who do that. But um, I just think that it's n- knowing its effects on you mm-hmm. is probably the most important thing. So, you knowing when to unplug is a very necessary thing, especially yes. now, like knowing how many studies there are coming out with kids who are coming up with social media and how it's creating a higher number of people who have uh, body dysmorphia, depression, mm-hmm. or other mental health illnesses uh, because they, because the filters say that they should look a certain way. Right. Um, you know, whether it's a whitewashing filter or a filter that, because there are a lot of whitewashing filters. Yeah, and the filters um, that will just randomly make your nose slightly slimmer. Right. And make your jaw slightly slimmer or your um your lips slightly bigger. And it's like, okay, wait, something something looks off with it. Like it's like, okay, it looks like you, but it doesn't. And so you right. click back and forth between them. I refuse to use like the actual filters that are in the um the apps. Mm-hmm. Like in Snapchat. No, I don't use Snapchat um in general. Okay, I'm not that old, okay? I'm not that dated. But yeah, I don't use the filters like in Snapchat or Instagram and stuff because they all have that type of facial distortion. Yes. I like um, photography filters, like where it makes it look like different simulations and stuff like that. I'll use those Mm. like in different apps, different photo editing apps, but nothing that manipulates the actual subject features. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's disrespectful, especially if you don't want that effect. Yes. Like it's shown you like, oh, this is how you should look. And this is how people would want you to look. I don't think that it's um, healthy at all. I I agree. And I think that with so many people um, already dealing with, because we had colorism before colorism was a thing. Right. We had ageism. We had all types of other discrimination. You know, oh, your nose is too broad or your forehead is too tall or your eyes are too far apart or whatever the case. Mm -hmm. Um, There's all these things that point to a reason why you should hate the way you look or you Mm -hmm. shouldn't embrace this thing or do this thing or whatever the case may be. Like, oh, you know, you look better with um, fairer skin or, you know, the the chocolate girls only get this or the dark skin men get this or the fair skin men get that or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. Um, or your hair would look better if it was, you know, straighter or this color or whatever. Um, I think it's fun to play with different looks mm-hmm. to a, to an extent yeah. because I do like the ones that change your hair color and I'm like, Oh, yeah. cause what, what do I want to do differently? But if it creates a situation where, um, it tells you what the perfect face will look like. Oh, you need to have like higher cheekbones and you need to have mm-hmm. a more defined jaw or your lips need to be fuller or your nose needs to be slimmer or you need to have like a more, especially especially when it's more Eurocentric look yep. because I yet to see filters that are like, oh, this is a filter where you can look more um, Japanese, or you can look more like an Aboriginal, or you can um, mm-hmm. look more like, um, you know, 
whatever the case, somebody like um, like for, like somebody from the Congo or yeah. um, you know South American or whatever. They don't have those filters, but there's always filters to make your um, to make your skin fair or to make your face slimmer or to make you look taller or make your shoulders broader or whatever the case. And it's like, mm, I think we have to really be careful with what that is because, and then a lot of people are still catfishing. So it makes it a lot easier. Um, even if there is a, uh, on on um, Instagram, TikTok, Twi- uh, Snapchat, or whatever, mm-hmm. there's uh, the f- you can sh- see the filter that people are using. Oh, they're using right. the glow filter, or they're using the this filter, or they're using the the eating filter, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And because you can see the different filters that people are using, still a lot of times it looks like that could be their face because you don't know them from a can of paint. Right. And there are even ways to get around those label, those tags for which filter is being used, where you can literally take the picture in Snapchat or whatever, and then download the picture and then upload mm-hmm. it elsewhere if you want. Right. Um, but there's also, I like what you said about, yeah, it's fun to play around with different looks and stuff and play around with like, okay, what would it look like if I wore lipstick, wore eyeshadow, that kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. even if you do want to see, okay, what would I look like if my nose was slimmer? If I would want to look like if my nose w- or my lips were slightly Kylie Jenner, right? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Kylie but, Jenner doesn't even look like Kylie Jenner. Like, yeah, I, I look at pictures don't... of Kylie Jenner from oh, when she was a kid to now. I don't understand how we get from point A to point B, oh. but I digress. A lot, of, a, a lot of procedures. There's so a difference procedures. with the intention behind why you're using the filters and whether yes. you have a say over how different you look. Like, it's different if you're looking at it like you're going into, you know that your hair is going to look different, but then you have the filters where it changes the hair color, but also, oh, actually, you know what? Wait, my face doesn't look like my face because they've done something to alter it, right? Yes. And so it's sort of like you understanding the limit of the technology and understanding what it's what effect it's going to have and you not taking it at face value and understanding, yes. okay, these people design this technology for this purpose, for these people, for the specific demographic, maybe that want to look like this, or maybe that want to have that influencer type of reach. Mm-hmm. So I go into this knowing that I'm not going to look at my face. I'm just going to look at my hair, see how it looks and then go from there. Um, that actually reminds me of my graduate project that I did where a lot of it was helping students understand what are the, what are the limits of the technology, why was it designed in certain ways, mm-hmm. what are the um, what are the political and social ramifications of the way that it was designed and the way that it's like disseminated to people, and how can you use that for whatever point you're trying to get across. Um, and with social media in general, I think that's one of the big problems with how people use technology and stuff. They're not looking at stuff from a critical lens. Um, But I'm not going to go too far into that. No, let's talk about it. Because that has been, honestly, from college. And I think especially, I know for sure, especially after I got into debate, Mm -hmm. my gripe with, is that the word I want to use? Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, we'll say yeah. grape. Um, I got the I got the dictionary right here. <laughs> <laughs> My grape has has been for over ten years, like a long, long time. Um, why people are not critical consumers of information? Mm-hmm. It frustrated me because people would take things at face value, and I'm like, there was a time where we could, but we don't live in that time mm-hmm. because we have access to all this information. Mm-hmm. And it's and having access, it's like having access to all this information gets us information without context. Mm-hmm. So we can understand that there are, this is going to take a hard left. We can understand that there are highways that are built through certain neighborhoods, but without understanding the context of those highways, we don't understand how different infrastructures put in place are based on racist policies. So yes, we can have access to the information, but not being critical consumers of the information to understand where it's coming from, why it's here and why it's being given to us in this manner. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes it rather difficult to establish um where what that information connects to mm-hmm. because you can tell me um you can tell me that hey be careful with using so many filters or believing everything you see on social media right because there have been people who will say oh this karen did xyz and i'm trying to i'm just trying to buy a puppy and this karen called the cops right yeah um but and because people are like, oh, more Karen gone wild videos. Let me mm-hmm. see what happens. Hopefully she gets her comeuppance. Um, or um, this video of this guy who is seemingly breaking into an undercover um, cop car with two cops sitting in the front seat. And it's like, okay, but clearly this is staged, right? Right. <laughs> like you're two full grown men sitting in the front seat supposedly in uniforms Mm -hmm. watching a guy try to use duct tape to pull down the window to break into the cop car to break into the undercover car yes um okay but realizing that everything you can't believe everything that you see knowing how to use technology responsibly is not something that just like driving a car um, it's mm-hmm. not something that people are trained to do. It's not right. something that people, it's not something that's even expected of people because right. influencers manipulate the mess out of people using technology irresponsibly mm-hmm. because that's how they make their money. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. If they know that all they need to do is stand next to a product to sell it or for that product to get visibility, mm-hmm. okay, cool. We'll do that. Like, um, the it was so many people who came out in support like lebron james and um there were there's 15 others but lebron james was the one that i kept seeing a lot of um for cryptocurrency right oh crypto.com you gotta like take take the chance to take the risk and and do it in your own hands and blah blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. crypto 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 and the nfts and, and, the same thing. yeah <laughs> yes nft is the same thing and when it came to it where 
it's like now it's only as it's only worth as much as like people are willing to invest in it. Right. And if people start pulling out, then now it's not worth as much. Mm-hmm. So when crypto took a hit, everybody yeah. was quiet. Right. <laughs> everybody was quiet because they're like, look, I got my check. Like y'all took a hit. Y'all took a I hit. What I want it. Right. So it's people putting in money and just like, oh, we have to decentralize we have to decentralize money, but it's like, we can't go back to the gold standard because we don't. Disastrous. (laughs) (laughs) How many of us own gold? Oh my gosh. Especially in our generation. I just, I I, like, without, without understanding what it is, just seeing your favorite celebrity endorse a product, you're just Mm -hmm. like, yes, because it's worked. It's worked for decades. It's worked for centuries. Like, yes, this person says it's good. I'm going to try it. Um, You know, and I feel like with people not really understanding the importance of doing their own research, especially like with the flat tummy tea or getting this type of vehicle or buying a certain house in a different Just in a certain anything. market yeah. yeah like even financial advice mm-hmm. put your money in here diversify your stocks and da 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 get this get this get this and everybody's a life coach now everybody mm-hmm. is a money coach now everyone is an expert in everything and so um because how many renaissance well they're called renaissance band but it's like uh, i learned a word it's not polyglot not polymath Polyhistor, histor, hister, polyhistor. Okay. Polyhistor. Um, everybody is not a, and it's like history without the Y. So polyhistor, um, as Jason looks it up. So not everybody, not everybody, everybody wants to say that they're a polymath, but polymath would indicate that you're an expert in a lot of different subjects. But I think people, but a lot of people are like, oh, I'm a polyhistor which is more knowledgeable about different subjects, a wide range of subjects to be more specific. But that's not the case. We just have access to Google or Bing if you're using Bing. And we hope that we can answer the questions. <laughs> he just he just mouthed not Bing if you're listening to this. You you I, I'm glad you know exactly what I mouthed. I muted myself so that I could flip through this etymology dictionary and like quietly without disturbing Leah and her powerful moment. But when she said Bing, whenever I see a student using Bing, I automatically think, oh, not Bing. Mainly because I'm not used to using Bing, but I know that some students have legit reasons for why they don't use Google, which kind of goes back to the point that I was going to make. But I'll yeah. make it after you finish your point. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Not being. No, yeah. no, you're fine. Um, I, I forgot what I was talking about. Because <laughs> I just got it done when you said not being. But um, yes, people have access to the internet and they think that they know all and all is great. But that's not always, it's not always the case. It's okay to just be knowledgeable in your subject. Yeah. And be Become a critical an consumer of everything else. Yeah, and critical is the key word there. Um, part of the problem is that people with these tools, because social media is a tool, all technology is a tool. Mm-hmm. Even if, all technology are, is it's a tool. Any piece of technology is a tool. 
people don't view them as tools. They view them as, okay, this is on social media, so it is true. Therefore, it is true. Mm. Or this is something that makes my life easier. Therefore, I need it or like just accepting it at face value instead of, again, like I said earlier and like we were talking about, just questioning everything, literally questioning, okay, how is this designed? Why does this seem to favor pumping? Like, why does TikTok, why does their Al Gore rhythm, I've heard the term Al Gore's rhythm once on my Twitter and it's never left my mind. But wasn't that the name of, of Don Cheadle's character in Space Jam 2? I did not watch that movie. Or was it Al G Rhythm? We'll go with that. It was either Al Gore Rhythm or Al G Rhythm. Either way, it was probably supposed to be a play on algorithm. Yeah, it was. I know yeah. for sure it was a play on algorithm, but I don't know how they how they did it. I'll look it me. up. I'll look it up in a second. <laughs> but um, people don't question, or maybe I don't want to say they don't question. I don't want to discount everyone. Um, for the most part, a lot of people don't question a lot of people not all people a lot of people don't question why the algorithms pump up certain things and how there are certain like things that are built into the technology that scan people's faces and they can tell if you are a black face if they yeah a black face but if you are a black person or they can tell if you are a person of asian descent or something right yeah all these things are there but people aren't questioning them too much because a lot of times it just goes back to, oh, okay, I'm using the wrong hashtags. I don't have a big audience. Think about why you don't have a big audience, why things aren't um, paying out the black creators and the um, creators of Latin descent and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, basically, question everything. You guys just need to question everything. It's all working against us, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but for the most part, a lot of these things that are in place, they are presented to us in a polished manner so that we don't question it, right? Right. So it's like, oh, this makes my life so much easier. It's magic. That's what Apple says all the time, right? It's magic. Yeah. I don't know how you become a billion, what, trillion dollar company by saying it works by magic, right? People don't know how much RAM you have in your phones, right? Right. That's nitpicking. But um, if more people push back on those things, like, okay, what am I paying for? Why aren't they offering me the same things that other services are? Or why um, why don't I have control over this certain thing? If people push back on those things more, well, I can't even say that they push back on it more because people do push back on it. How do we push back on it in a way that actually affects change, though? That's the real question, right? The people who are benefiting from it have to have to also do it as well. Like, I don't... Right. And his name is Algie Rhythm. Um, I okay, feel like... You. I figured that's what you were doing. <laughs> I know that's what you were doing. Um, I feel like, like when the uh, black creators of TikTok, like, especially the dancers, um, when the Meg The Stallion song came out, and mm-hmm. um, I think it's Thought-ish, I think that's the name of the song. Yeah. Uh, when... They were just like, oh, you thought you can get it. Like, if you scroll through it, you yeah. see a bunch of the black creators who are just like, oh, you thought you were about to get a free dance, huh? Nope. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. And then you see a lot of the more popular creators were trying to come up with things that were 
They were trying. Content? They were trying things. <laughs> it they was, tried things. It, it uh, the more visible creators. Yes. Yeah. And even the less less visible ones, because they were mm-hmm. there was there were so many compilations. It was that's how bad it was. That's of, of we clearly see how we as a people move the culture. And yeah. if we don't move, the culture is just like raisins and potato salad. Like nobody's touching it. Nobody's touching it. Can you imagine if you walked into a barbecue and you felt like you were in a safe space, like and you were you felt like you were at home and you walked over to the table and you saw black stuff in the potato salad, like just little black specks, and you were like, What's that? like oh angie made the potato salad she put raisins in it i don't know can you imagine it will be the same it will literally be the same reaction as being told that paula Patton made the chicken i would just leave i saw that i saw that i would just leave like there's it on no twitter? Uh, yes out on twitter i couldn't tell if it was a joke or not she said that's how her parents that's how her mother taught her how to cook it I felt unsafe watching that. Like, I felt like I there just, was a health code violation watching that. I have nothing against Paula Patton. I was trying to figure out why there were so many new containers of Larry season salt. Because. That's it. <laughs> because. That's it. There's a certain. I just did it. I just didn't, I was, I can't, I, no, no, It's like, no, why are no. there so many? Because Lowry's no. season salt, that should last you for a while, because Lowry's is salty. It is, and you don't it need is. that much. You don't, It. you need, you need it, but you don't yes. need that much. No, I don't. Just a little bit, you just need a hint, like, what is that? Oh, I'll never tell, but we black, we know. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> if but, nothing else, you're going to have season, you're going to have Lowry's season salt, black pepper, onion powder, and, um. Garlic powder. Garlic powder. Yeah, I'm just like, mm-hmm. there's no... Those are the staples. Those, are those aren't even considered seasonings. Those are... You know That's like salt sure. and pepper. Yes. <laughs> if you say, oh, just a little salt and pepper, you know what comes after that. Yes. Like, what are you, you, what are you talking you about? You can trust that at least those, what, four spices are there. Mm-hmm. Or four ingredients are there. I just, staples. Yeah, I... Mm, yeah, I didn't understand your chicken. I did not get it. What? Like, what? What were you... I, yeah, I, I would just leave... I would just leave and whoever but what invited. If you, but what if you got there and the chicken was already made? What would you do then? What if you that you just chicken say wasn't fasting? done? I said made, not done. It was it like if I opened it and that's the food and the first thing that I'm presented with is black stuff in an act of war the potato salad and then chicken that is not done. You are intentionally trying to poison me. Um, I am not safe in this space. Um, it's time for me to go. I can't even say love you from afar if somebody no, did that to this you. is that you're would not actually even, feel like that's a hostile situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. You you cannot invite me somewhere to eat at a cookout and this is what y'all prepared. There are three things that I don't mess with. People who don't season their flour with they fry, they fry chicken. I don't understand it. There's a YouTuber. I don't get it either. There's a YouTuber that I watch. She'll season the outside of her chicken. I watch all of her videos. I've been following her for years. 
love the lady. I'm not going to give her name away because I love her. She's awesome. But whenever she has a fried chicken video, I open it just with the hope, a glimmer of hope that she will season that flour. And she makes it a point to say, I know everybody in the comments said that I should season the flour, but I don't do that. I don't do that. And I'll turn the video off as soon as she says that. I don't mess with that. Black stuff and potato salad and any kind of mushroom because mushrooms are evil. But Mushrooms you, are not evil. Yes, they are. They're not evil. You There's actually a fear. Look up what is called the fear of mushrooms. I'm claiming that. I have it. You do not have a fear. It is in my heart. We were watching Naked and Afraid. Yes, this is taking a left turn. We're going to come back to the food situation and the hostility that is Paula Patton's kitchen. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. But we were watching Naked and Afraid and they're in the Amazon, like <laughs> basically melting away and starving and dying and stuff as they do on Naked and Afraid. Um, and this dude, he happened upon a fallen tree. And on the other side, he's like, oh, it's like chicken oyster mushrooms or something like that. You know, like those weird he's like oh you can eat these mushrooms and they were just on the side of the the log and it just looked so disturbing he started grabbing them like oh yeah, this is gonna be great and i just covered my face i was like oh my god oh my god google google what is it called when you have a fear of mushrooms and jordan just yelled it to google he's like oh jason i think that's what you have because whenever i see people with mushrooms it just reminds me of just like you went into the forest and you just randomly touched this <laughs> thing that just sprouted up from the ground <laughs> It literally is fungus. A mushroom is a fungus. But you're talking about it like it's um, Koopa. Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe it is. I think it is. I said it was, I literally said it wasn't a fungus because it wasn't Koopa, not because I don't believe that mushrooms are a fungus, because I know they are. Okay, clean that up, please. Yeah, I just, like, I know they are. I'm just like, like it's not, it's not Koopa, is I what think I was getting My at. thing with mushrooms is that it's so dicey. It's like, okay, one person, like, maybe, okay, they just finished their training, right? like two week training, like, oh, I can identify the mushrooms that will kill people versus the ones that have one tiny little spot on the bottom that won't kill people. What if some, something just makes a turn or takes a turn, right? Just... It's hereditary. My dad hates mushrooms too. Like he has, a, he says they taste like dirt too. So yeah. I have but, to have them cooked correctly if I'm going to eat them. Yeah. Yeah, like it's the same, but it's them. it's the same. It's a texture thing for me more yeah. than anything else. Maybe that's part of my thing too. Um, just maybe I haven't given them enough of a chance for people to cook them properly. Well, okra is probably not going to get a chance for me, but I know like squash and zucchini um, texture thing. If yeah. they're not stir fried and they're not tender, like. They have a bite to them. No, I don't want them. See, I'm the opposite. Like it's too mushy. I don't like them too mushy. I like stuff to have a slight bite to it. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I like. Oh, is it that to it has to have. Yeah, it needs to have a bite to it. Yeah, if it's just um, mush, then I can. Ugh, no, let me it up in my body. So <laughs> <laughs> let me don't, mush it up. Let me let me chew you and taste taste it up and stuff. Okay, Mr. Vegetables. <laughs> but back to Paula Patton's kitchen. What? Did, what did that recipe come, not recipe, what did that, um, I don't even call it a recipe, what did that video come from? Why um, did she make the chicken and why did she feel comfortable sharing it with us? She was so excited to be able to share something that her mom gave her with the world. 
She limited her comments on Instagram and people found another video. Previous video. <laughs> She's like, no, I got something to say and you're going to hear it. To go hard on this woman's chicken, and I'm just like, you should, you should really just not. Not, I'm not telling you to take the video now because you're proud of your heritage and you're proud of like everything your mom has. Yeah. Like, that's that's. But that's I wouldn't beautiful. put something like that up. But also, I feel like Read the, the people in your circle should Have be comfortable enough to tell you that salmonella is not something that should be served at Sunday dinner. I don't, is there ever an acceptable occasion to serve salmonella to people? Is I there? mean, if you want to make sure that your spouse doesn't make it to to dessert, yeah. The answer is no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of salmonella, um, <laughs> did you know, a completely random fact, we're going to go back to Paula Patton's hostile kitchen again. After this next random fact, did you know that more people get like salmonella and E. coli and stuff from raw flour compared to raw eggs? Like when they eat raw cookie dough and stuff? Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my useless facts that I have. Um, so they'll say like, okay, if you know that you're going to eat the cookie dough, and even some cookie recipes that I've seen, even when you, if you bake the dough, they'll say like, okay, bake the flour first. One, it adds like a toasty flavor to it. I've never done it before. Um, it adds a toasty Baking flavor to flour. it, plus it actually, um, like, it browns it a little bit and sort of heats it up and kills whatever bacteria might be in it. Hmm. Yeah, more people get salmonella from um, that than Paula Patton's chicken, so. Well, um, I was going to say something that was not so nice, but thankfully, um, people, not that many people have been exposed. It looks like she only made 17 bags of chicken. <laughs> You know, speaking of Paula Patton's hostile kitchen, um, I wish that on videos like that, I wish that like, going back to like the toxicity of social media for a second, I wish that on videos like that, people were more um, kind with how they offered that kind of criticism. Like, yeah, we're kind of going in on her a little bit here. I'm sure the shade room comments and stuff were worse. But oh, they, oh, they were bad. Yeah, I can imagine. Shade oh. room will go off if somebody carries a balloon down the street. So I'm not even That is true. <laughs> Why is it red? How come you didn't? What'd you, oh, now you see what the that's key? trying to mean. Now Pushing an agenda. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I avoid the shade room like Paula Patton's hostile kitchen, honestly. <laughs> um, but... But... <laughs> I wish that in situations like that, and I'm speaking for myself too, I don't comment on stuff on social media, so that's not, I didn't put this out there for Paula Patton, but I wish that on videos like that where like clearly the chicken's not done and clearly like some seasoning mishaps didn't happen or some seasoning didn't happen. I wish that on videos like that, people were more kind with how they offered the criticism instead of just like automatically cracking jokes and just making it to where the person feels like they have to shut down the comments. Because I've seen um, TikTok videos like that where there's some questionable stuff happening in people's kitchens, but the top comments are actually more kind of like, oh, I don't think you should do that because this is what effect it will have, or have you tried doing like this? And then the people will post follow-up videos where they are trying out the different things, and they're like, oh, I never thought of this, but it is much better. Right. Um, I wish that the more 
kind or the kinder comments were more visible for people so that um, there isn't just like that automatic reaction to just shut it down because that's our automatic response. We don't want to hear criticism if it's too sharp. Um, so sorry, Paula Patton, if you hear this. <laughs> there were comments in there saying, you know, hey, make sure you cook it longer. I don't yeah. know how you like to season it. Maybe your taste buds like certain things. Like, I like for instance, if someone from a different country comes here, a lot mm -hmm. of our foods are too sweet, right? Yeah. Um, because America. But they may be used to having seasoned it seasoned very differently, you mm -hmm. know? But I feel as if um, there were some comments in there, hey, maybe cook it longer. Um, are you going to, did you, did you intend on putting it in the oven after you fried it? Because maybe that's a part of the process and maybe you didn't show it. So there were, there were some comments that were asking questions and there were some people, um, <laughs> there was this one, one person who kept commenting under everyone's negative or critical comment. Mm -hmm. Will you just let this woman live? Maybe she doesn't have this. Maybe she know she's just sharing her mother's. You can't tell her what's about. And I'm just like, who kid. has, who has the time? Who has the time? Every who, comment. Every comment, and even when they switched over to a different post, because <laughs> she lived in the comments. They were just so they were like, chasing her basically. That's yes. horrible. And so, I, and so I, I get why. But I feel I feel like it's more so us being trained to attack imperfection. Yeah, and because, automatically making it the joke of things. Yes, like me constantly calling it Paula Patton's hostile kitchen. Hostile kitchen. Yes, yes. that's going to be the name of this episode. Paula Patton's hostile kitchen. That's what it's going to be. Yes, I re I recognize the hypocrisy in what I just said, and I, me making jokes about it. But see, I'm aware of it. <laughs> That's half the battle, I think. I blame the culture. Our, our culture. Oh gosh, <laughs> not the culture, not the culture. But I feel. But Bill Cosby in, in, tried to buy NBC. <laughs> <laughs> we are just turning all kinds of corners in this episode. Um, one of the things that I realized is that. We don't really teach people to do things. You just have to be in the same room when things are getting done. Yes, like playing spades. Like, oh, absolutely. Playing spades, playing dominoes. Like, my dad gave me, like, a half explanation of what mm -hmm. dominoes is. He was like, it's, it, was, it wasn't this advice, but it was, like, essentially count, count by fives. Okay. And I was just like... Okay, and then he put, and then I was in the game with him, him and my grandfather, and I'm just like, <laughs> like sirs, please help me. Um, okay, I think it was him, my grandfather, my cousin, and how old was your cousin? Maybe, um, he's only a few years older than me, but okay. I, I, but I was a kid, kid. I was maybe, maybe preteen. Oh, they wanted the easy win, and I was just like, she got washed. <laughs> I was always wash the dishes. Don't even know what that means. You gotta mix them up. Right. You wanna you wanna tell me just to do that? Like what do you what are you Make doing? Make them clean, Leah. I'm just like, I don't okay, I don't know what this so I just had to like I literally just had to sit and watch 
I'm like, okay, count that, do this. And I thought it was so cool how, initially I thought it was cool how my dad could count the dominoes in each hand. He's like, okay, I know you're carrying the six, so you're just holding on to that because you can't put this down. Okay, I got you. All right, what you got? Yep, mm-hmm. come on, put down the four or five. I see you, I see you with the four or five. Domino shark. And I'm just like, first of all, what? And so I'm just like, okay, just paying attention. Okay, I got it. But we, especially when it comes to like, our games passed down, our traditions, especially cooking. Yeah. You you just got you have to be in the kitchen when it happens. Yeah. With um, my mom is good about like if we call it to ask her like specifically for like how do you make this or whatever, she'll mm. explain it to us. My grandmother does kind of. But, but do they give like, you measurements though? No. Okay. No, See. I actually for my mom's <laughs> stuff because I watched her so much. Like whenever she would cook, I. Even now, like when she's cooking and stuff, I'll just stand in the kitchen with her just to keep her company and just to see what she's doing. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things I like doing. I just like seeing my mom move in the kitchen. So I think it's very interesting and fascinating because there's a flow to it, but I digress. It's almost um, like a, a dance that they yeah, do. It's yeah. It's very measured. And I have my own dance that I do when I cook and I realize it sometimes and I can like notice some of my movements are sort of like hers. So I love that. But um, I'll watch what she's doing. And then it's like, okay, so that's about a tablespoon. That's about a teaspoon. So I like reverse engineer stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, no, no measurements. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Why no are measurements. we like this? Like they'll start like, okay, take a pack of meat. Okay, I know what she's talking about. A pack of meat It's about a pound maybe. Still. And then go from there. <laughs> so then I can, if I want to double it, I can. If I want to have it, I can. But there are no measurements whatsoever. It I know there's maybe me. like a can, like, okay, if you have six sweet potatoes, <laughs> you want, <laughs> you want maybe a can of evaporated milk. Oh my gosh. And then go, okay, maybe two eggs. But like, there's no, there's no consistency to it, but it always tastes the same, which is the bizarre part. Right. I'm just like, how do you? Like my mom's, my mom's food would taste like, would taste, would taste the exact same. Unless the only time her food really tastes different is when like she's trying new spices because yeah. she's always like trying new spices and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, for a long time, it would always be the same thing. I go get the, and we know when it's something different when my dad has gone to the store and just get different seasonings because we're out. And I'm just like, this is not fun. the same brand. And yes, the brand does make a difference. <sighs> but um, but it's just it's really um, it's really interesting to know that we we don't we a lot of our history is an oration. Yeah, and it's 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 more experienced than it is um, written down. So. When it when it comes to uh, when when it comes to cooking, mm-hmm. I was asked recently, "Hey, you know, how, what are the measurements for the different?" And I was like, "Listen, I don't know. If you tell me how to, if you tell me that you're trying to learn how to make an egg, and I tell you, make sure you salt and pepper. You know, this part you got to mix it up. How long do I mix it until it looks like it's mixed? Well, mm-hmm. what does that even look like? 
yellow. <laughs> I don't know. Like make sure together. make sure there's no no streaks. Make sure there's no white, but you don't want it frothy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how much salt and pepper till you like it? Well, how what is it supposed to taste like? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to tell you what it's supposed to taste like. So it's. So it's really interesting sometimes when I am having these kinds of conversations um, and now that the the nieces and nephews are coming up and they're learning how to cook, um, especially like my, um, especially one of my older nephews, he's, he's learning how to cook Mm -hmm. and um, like him learning how to make pancakes. I'm just like, okay, go off of what's on the box. I'll stand here and watch you do it. Yeah. And let him go ahead, get the measuring, do this, whatever. And I'm like, how does it taste? Oh, it tastes good. All right. Do you do you feel comfortable serving this to mommy? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to make it again. <laughs> okay. How can you spice All it? Right. How, what do you Let's, want to do to it to make it right. your own? Yeah. Like how, what other flavors do you want to add? Do you want it more sweet? Do you, um, do you want it less sweet so that it's... Um, so that when you put the syrup on, it's not overly sweet. Do you want to add chocolate chips, berries, blah, blah, blah. And um, just allowing that time. Because I feel like when you're in the kitchen, you can kind of make your own, your dish is your personality. So you can yeah. make it however you want to make it. And sometimes I want to be like, how come you don't tell me? Like, I know how to make collard greens, mm-hmm. but I can't tell someone else how to make collard really? greens. Like, I, I can tell greens. you. Yeah. I can tell you what to get and I can tell you all the ingredients. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the recipe, how to make your how to make your um, your stock, how mm-hmm. to um, I can tell you how to clean your greens. I can tell you the turkey necks and how much water you're going to need and all this mm-hmm. other stuff um, and and all the ingredients. But when it comes to like, oh, you're going to need three tablespoons of this and this many bouillon cubes or this thing. I, mm, you just gonna have to keep tasting it until it tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. See it through. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what it is. That's that's really what it is. And I'm, and I try to be, uh, I try to be better at that and like writing it down. But mm-hmm. I feel like I am probably one of those people who's gonna keep that um, more oratory or show and tell um, history going, uh, especially when it comes to when it comes to cooking. Like you just need to you need to be in the kitchen with me. Yeah. If you make it or when you make new recipes, like if you actually like, I'm going to date myself again. Yes, I print out recipes when I try new recipes. Because, uh-huh. yeah, I have an iPad. Yeah, I have a phone. I don't care. I like the paper. Um, <laughs> I have folders and folders of printed recipes. I, this conversation in particular is showing me I'm that person, like in my age, my old age, older age middle 30s age um (laughs) but if you make alterations to a recipe that you're trying out do you make note of how you altered it or do you just keep it in mind if you're going to make it again like oh okay i know that when i made it this time i know i wanted to add more chicken stock or whatever or more um green onions that kind of thing or do you just write it down because i write it down like i have recipes printed in there for like um chicken curry and stuff where i've made alterations every time that i make it and i'll like the sheet actually has so many different alterations and it's so much better than the recipe that I started with. 
Um, it's funny that you asked that because the first recipe that came to mind is when I learned how to make um, spinach dip, okay. hot hot spinach dip. And the recipe that I had that I like had this way too much spinach. So I only use a quarter of the spinach. Okay. And um, because it, even though it was down, it was just way too much, way too juicy, way too long to like squeeze out all the juice and all that. Um, and so I use only a quarter of it, but I typically don't remember if I'm not making it regularly. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, I make a mental note <laughs> and then I'm like, why did I get a big box of spinach? <sighs> okay, I have to reserve like mm-hmm. all of this spinach <laughs> and um, and do something else with it, like put it with like make a cream spinach or something like that. Yeah, because I'm not putting this in my recipe. Um, it's but not happening. <laughs> just like the the cookbooks that you that you um, that I got from Kayla, got from you all. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do make the recipe, it's more of a mental note, like oh, um, I'll for whatever reason I remember how it tastes. Yeah, and I'm like. Mm, this is too bitter or, Oh, this is too sweet. Or this wasn't salty enough. Um, I'll remember as, cause I, I'm a taster as I go mm-hmm. and, um, I'll, I'll taste it. Like I just made a new recipe. <laughs> I am over 30. I do not have a printer. Why am I printing out things? I don't know. We have a lot of technology. So what I'll do, um, like now my thing is to watch don't YouTube videos of watching. <laughs> I watch YouTube videos of people of people cooking different dishes. Like recently I watched a video on this. Um, it was a tomato butter fettuccine. And I was like, ooh, I want to make this. But I never make things how they're supposed to be made. So I, um, I was like, I'm absolutely adding shrimp to this dish. Um, and I'm absolutely going to add uh, basil and something else. They did it a very, it was a very basic dish. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to doctor this up. So I added my Italian seasoning, my garlic, mm-hmm. my basil, my pepper, my onion, um, and cooked everything up and made it taste how I wanted it to taste. So I took something that was that I saw being made and was like, I can replicate this. Yeah. But also, I'm gonna make it how I want to make it. Now, yeah. if I had to make it again, I think I remember most of it. Um, but cooking for me is more of a more mm-hmm. of an unplanned adventure that I just get to be on, and um, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Like I don't intend, I didn't intend to make um, fried rice yesterday morning, but. I had rice, I had egg, I had some uh, veggies, and I had some sausage. And I was like, you know what? I know where I'm starting. Let's see where we're going. Yeah, and it was a it was a really good, flavorful mix of everything. And I'm just that like, was, this morning, I, um, yeah. randomly, I don't know. We because uh, I saw that there were blueberries in the refrigerator that probably had like maybe a day and a half left before they were at the <laughs> point where I was like, I'm not going to eat these. Right. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to make some scones. So I just made lemon blueberry scones this morning. They were really good. My scones really didn't good. come out right, so I never made them again. I make scones pretty regularly. I love scones. That is true. I made that, and then for the icing, I decided to juice the lemon and made uh, – at first I was just going to make lemon glaze, and I was like, no, I saw something on TikTok. I want to try this out. So I took a scoop of jam, of strawberry jam, and put it in the icing – it was hmm. really good. So it was like strawberry lemon glaze. It was really good. That is so many flavors. 
But it's not. My brain is trying to comprehend lemon and strawberry. It doesn't taste overly sweet. That's the thing that I was worried about. Like, it doesn't taste super sweet. It just tastes very, I like lemon and citrus. So that was the main um, driving flavor. Program. Well, yeah, because I would wonder about the, like, the sweetness from the berry, but then also mm. the citrus from the lemon. Yeah, because the scones are pretty um, mild themselves. Like, they're not, right. over, they're not super sweet or anything. So they accept the, the icing very well. Okay. They're really good, though. I have something to try. Yes, you do. Yeah. You really do. Yeah, but I think that, I think as far as unplanned adventures go. Is that what our topic is? That is our topic, no. isn't it? No. Was it? We no. don't have a topic. No, we did it's, it. A hundred episodes. A hundred episodes. Woo! That's the topic. We're just getting stuff off our, we're just talking. Yeah. The, the sad part is, not the sad part, the thrilling part. I mean, let us know if you guys want to pay to watch this, but this is how we talk in general. Like, there is no, there are no guardrails <laughs> to our conversations. We don't need bumpers. We, we just don't. We just let this thing go. Let the night guide us, okay? What does that That's mean? That's how it goes. What does that mean? There's no meaning to that. There is no meaning to that. No. no absolutely <laughs> not. And that's the most thrilling part of the journey because it's unplanned and it's an adventure. I just right? feel like that didn't Paula Patton's Hostile Kitchen. Paula Patton's Hostile Kitchen, yeah. Was one of the most like... Paula Patton pending. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why are you like this? Dad jokes. Oh my gosh, that one, that was probably the most unexpected part of this conversation. Yeah, it was actually kind of gross too. That was not cool for me to just drop that in there like that. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have did that. Like, I just, rude. now, I mean, it's a good thing that I'm not like eating chicken anymore, but that like, just knowing how people butcher it, it's just like. Oh it's gosh. sad. It is. It, it almost makes the case for veganism for me. It's like, okay, if the animal's going to be disrespected like this, why should I even buy it? <laughs> and people, people, please stop making, stop making social media content heavy air quotes by ruining food. Stop. You stop your shenanigans right now. I know you're, you're getting ready to sign off right now, but why is there so much cheese in everything? <laughs> You know my situation with my dairy allergy. <sighs> no, it's not what you would think with lactose intolerance. No, I get migraines from it. It's not as fun as lactose intolerance, okay? <laughs> it's full body migraines. Why is, does everything have to be loaded with cheese? I've hit the point in my cheese withdrawal phase where I don't even crave it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, that just looks nasty now. Yeah, I think I, I just tricked my brain though. I, I don't is. know. Honestly, I can't think of anything cheesy that I've had recently. No, I'm just kidding. I had Hot Pockets earlier. Because um, that was pretty good. That was quick. I just I just really thought about that. I did have Hot Pocket earlier. But, um, I don't think that counts, though, honestly. I mean, it's a kind of cheese. 
it's, but it's not it's like it. loaded up like oh no. make this mac and cheese and put in like five pounds of cheddar in it oh my gosh and then why the cheese pulls why are there so many different like like mac and cheese was was basic it was a thing this is about to be a rant and i'm so sorry um let me rant. yeah let me let me just let me just not let me not get into that next time we'll get into that but i'm I'm just so over the thousands of recipes. Like, yes, I know that different cultures have different things, whether you're in the South, the West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, yeah. but stop your shenanigans with the everything going in mac and cheese. You stop yes. it right now. You, I just you made stop a it. note to myself on my computer to talk about mac and cheese next time. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if you want to prepare your um, uh, your dear Mr. Royal Hampton, I am I a white woman in America. Do you want to prepare your Just... perspective beforehand so that you can have your points in order or your warrants? I think you call them right. Mm-hmm. Um, or do you just want to go in? But next time, I do want to hear about the mac and cheese because this mac and oh, I just get so I get so heated when things that are so simple become overly complicated for for no reason. And the For video no always takes a turn where it's like, oh, yeah, this looks good. And then it just shifts automatically. Oh, okay, they just messed that up. Just, like oh avocado gosh. mac and cheese. I've never seen it. I'm sure there's a video of it out there. Don't send it to me if there is. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see that blasphemy. I actually want to see it now. Oh, no, you don't. They have the nerve to put parsley on here? It's green. Just one leaf. Why is there one leaf of parsley on top? Is that par parsley or cilantro? That's parsley. It doesn't look good, guys. Okay, everyone. Thank you for tuning in <laughs> to this this 100th episode. I don't know how we... No. This, no, this needs to get out of my search history. They cubed it. They did. And it's... Oh, gosh. People... Avocado doesn't need to go on everything. You 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 stop it. You stop it. You stop it right now. This is wrong. This is you, you stop your shenanigans right now. You stop it. Ooh, they have a white cheddar avocado mac and cheese. You better sign no. on fast because I'm gonna no. keep going. No. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Take a Space Podcast. I've been your host, Leah. Jason. Thank you for being on the show. Um, I don't thank you for the avocado mac and cheese that I'm going to have nightmares about tonight. I um, am going to read but I, on it. I have like appreciated you being on the show um, because this has been our road to 100 and we're 100. almost at two years. And it's like, this has been amazing. So thank you so much. Um, please tell the people where they can follow you. You can find me and read my tweets about the avocado mac and cheese recipes that I'm going to research. I'm not going to make them, but you can find me at JJ it. underscore Newberry. Um, same thing for Instagram. Leah, quick question. Can you imagine yes. the mac and cheese turning brown? Stop it. The, you stop, your, you stop your shenanigans right now. Cause I'm allergic to avocado anyway. So. Oh, you're no. good. Then. You're fine. You're not going to ever touch that, but can you imagine it oxidizing? No. I'm going to look into that. But no. yeah, JJ underscore Newberry, Twitter, Instagram, I guess TikTok. I think you sent me a friend invite a few weeks ago. I should probably accept it. You, you didn't accept it at all. You just left me on red. 
you will literally be my first follower because I don't post on TikTok, but at all, you don't. Yeah, I don't do anything except just. But I still tag you in yes. all your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I'm cool like that. I'm there. Omnipresence is building. So. <laughs> oh my that's, gosh! That's called a from Skynet to Paula Patton's hostile kitchen um, to avocado mac and cheese. I. Um, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Um, this is, I'm feeling more, I'm feeling, feeling good, feeling good. You know, here's to another 100 episodes. Um, please make sure you share with a friend. Make sure you follow us on TikTok, on um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Take a Space Pod. It's Take a Space P-O-D. And make sure you follow us on YouTube. You can search hashtag Take a Space Pod. Or the channel is called Champions of Discourse. And also make sure you follow us on Champions of Discourse on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as well. And also you can follow us on TikTok at Champions of Discourse where we post different things about what's going on with the channel and what's happening with um, with the presentation because I'm getting into my professional public speaker mode. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you all have a great day. Please do not be the avocado mac and cheese people. I don't care if you're using white cheddar or anything else. Uh, mac and cheese is not something that has to be improved upon. We have other meals to try. Um, just please leave it alone. Um, please. Please. No, thank you're, you. You're hurting her. <sighs> just no. You're hurting her spirit. Don't no. do it, you guys. No. But thank you all. You all have a great day. We'll see you all next week. Bye.